Tokozani, Magu, Namaste, Selbona, I see you and recognize the divine in you, in me, in all of us. I am Gogo Tulegani. I'm a Sangoma medicine woman, priestess, seer, diviner, time traveler, and all of the great things that my ancestors have created me to be. I am devoted to the ancient ways of the ones before me who were healers, wisdom keepers, who understood the stars, the warriors, and I am a keeper of the wisdom of the elements of nature. This audio series, Ancestral Dreams, and prophecies is a gateway or a sacred space to see our dreams as teachers and helpers for those on a spiritual journey by demystifying the ancestral realm, our subconscious, and to build bridges between our individual dreams and to share what fuels and inspires my work as an ancestral healer. Thank you for joining the journey. Tokozani, welcome back to the sacred space. We are three weeks, about three weeks into this um, uprising here in the U.S. And it's been very interesting times. Um, Today's episode, I'm going to just be sharing a number of dreams that were sent by the community around um, just this idea that randomly came to my mind about, I wonder what other people are dreaming about during this, this uprising, during this movement, during this great transformation around black and brown lives and um, the dismantling and a decolonization around um, various forms of oppression and um, so this episode is just going to be like scrolling through the timeline of the subconscious mind of a few members of the community Um, I hope you enjoy it I want to start off by saying that if this is the first episode that you're listening to, or if you haven't listened to the first episode of this podcast, I am mostly here to offer dream perspectives more than dream interpretations. Um, Dreams have many layers and many meanings. My perspective comes from the African traditions. It comes from my experiences as uh, an African-American, as a black American, um, my very eclectic spiritual journey and I'm here to just explore dreams with you to open up your mind to perceiving them differently and showing you how bendable reality is through our dreams and um, getting you to to think about your own dreams differently Um, I usually use myself as a guinea pig a lot on on the podcast and in my teachings just to respect people's privacy and so I was really really excited when a number of you sent your dreams to me so I didn't pick and choose these dreams I just decided to share all the dreams that were sent um, whether they seem to be connected to the uprising or not Um, and some of these dreams you know are pretty direct and literal or obvious in a sense so some of them I just want you to hear some of them I will share some feedback and perspectives around um I just wanted everyone's voice to be heard. So let's get into it. This first dream was sent by a beautiful dreamer and time travel around Africa and the Orishas. The Orishas are the deities that are initially honored um, in the Yoruba traditions of Nigeria. And so this person writes, although we are not really in Africa, it seems like it. I see a black young man with red beads of Ogun necklace on his neck. 
He is not doing well. His sister is worried. We try to help him. He seems drunk, quite lost, sad, and depressed. Then I see red beads on my friend, too. Uh, another friend. I wonder why, Ogun. Then I see an army of sons and daughters of Ogun expressing their grief for what is happening in the world with African descendants. They have swords, and they scream warrior sounds all together, all dressed in white and red. So I wonder, what are the Oshun daughters teaching them? And then I see an army of Oshun daughters, my people grieving by crying, singing, dancing in blue and gold, and the side of a, at the side of a huge river, directing their emotions towards the water, celebrating, dancing, singing while crying and grieving all together. Mm-hmm. I think that this is a really beautiful um, expression and, and story in the dream realm. Um, because we often wonder, like, what is happening spiritually? What do the ancestors have to say? What do um, our African um, and black gods have to express in these times? And I feel like this dream is showing us the the meaning behind the sadness and the mourning and depression that some of us feel in our day-to-day lives at this time. And giving us the opportunity to see what it looks like in the spiritual realm. Mm, what the ancestors are doing. What the Orisha are doing. Mm-hmm. and knowing that they are in tune with what is happening in these times. Yes. The second dream um, shared by this person goes, we are all white people and very wealthy looking law students. We arrived at some kind of cocktail party and we have to sleep with important people, older people, wealthy, classy to get information. I see a lot of blonde permed women, suit wearing men, um, manipulating and using people as well as sex um, in this dimension of the dream. This person says, I feel uncomfortable in this atmosphere, but everybody tells me that this is how we do it. Mm-hmm. I found this dream interesting as well um, because of just everything that we're realizing around um, white systematic oppression and um how certain things are are created how wealth has been created in this world the manipulation the the use of of sensuality and sex and how it creates a whole like we're doing it here in this physical realm and it creates a whole world in the spiritual realm um where some of us get stuck in um i think it it speaks to how you know one of the things that I've been meditating on actually is that, you know, as we are decolonizing and um, embracing our wealth, we also have to restructure and have a different vision about how we come into wealth, right? Because we don't want to build wealth in a way that um, we've been modeled to see it, where um, labor has been manipulated, where the cutting of cost has been cut in ways that create oppression for other people. And I thought that it was just illuminating to share this dream um, and how things show up in the spiritual realm. This next dream is a little bit violent, um, hopefully not too intense. And I just decided to change the names um, associated in this dream. But this person writes, I was at Andrew's house with his kids. He was waiting. We were waiting on people to pull up. Some construction worker was in the house. He got mad at Andrew and he tried to kidnap his kids. We lo- we locked him in the bathroom and tried to call the police. I heard the man cutting the wall and yelling, he's trying to escape. 
the police never came. The man gets away as Andrew was going to grab him. The man had a big knife. Andrew's family pulls up. Andre says that the man was lucky they wasn't there. Everything was okay. Now we could all leave to go somewhere. I get in the car with Michael. We are riding down the highway. He's telling me how sweet I am while placing his arm on my knee. I don't feel weird. I tell him I've been working on my heart and that it is pure again, but life had hardened me. Then we headed to the south side of Atlanta. We see an accident there. There's a medic working on someone in the road. Everyone was going right to get out of the way. Terry goes left. We see someone on the road. I try not to look, but then there's bodies rolling on the highway. A lot of bodies. Then I see graduation caps. We are screaming at this point. And I was like, oh my God, the graduates then, there are graduates. Then we see that there are FSU students, but it's blood and everything for a long time. Mm -hmm. So this dream is, is obviously a is, is speaking to a lot of violence. Um, when we travel in our dreams and we visit the houses and the spaces of people that we care about or people that we know in our lives, we're tuning into the energy in that home or the energy in the lives of those peoples. And, um, and so the violence and the blood in this dream are all targeted towards young people. Yes, the children, the students. Mm -hmm. And so... I feel like this dream is speaking to some type of, if not physical, earthly level, but energetic um, attack around the young people. Yes. And overarching um, is very interesting because during this uprising, we are in a time of graduations mm. um, in terms of the school year. And um, and so also a need for protection around our students and our education. Um Mm -hmm. of young people yes mm -hmm. you know during this time a lot of spiritualists have been speaking about the need for protection <laughs> and the protection isn't just in our in the streets but it's also needed within our homes mm -hmm. this next person shares that they dreamt of a sea being parted from me and others, walking with me, like Moses' story, and mind you, I am not religious. We passed through without harm and sang and bowed our heads at the end. I also kneeled and began giving thanks to the sea and the ancestors for making the way. Felt really significant. Yes. Tokoza, absolutely. Love that prophecy of the way opening for us to walk through. Mm-hmm. Um... This next person shares, I wanted to share a dream I had last night that has me in tears of gratitude this morning. I began with my ancestors standing behind, it began with my ancestors standing behind me, hands at my back in support, and then le legions, legions of ancestors, not just mine, but everyone's stepping to the front lines, proud and strong and fierce and united. It was so beautiful. I felt their faith in us. Mm. I felt their faith in us who are here breathing their faith in our prayers. May the balance be regained. Mm -hmm. So close that. Grateful for that dream. This next dream was actually um, way back in 2011, 2012, 
which is still significant to me because that time was a period of awakening for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So this person shares that my first dreams were a man under a tree. Frequently, he would meet me under an oak tree. He would sit on a rock and I would sit on the floor. He would ask me if I would spend forever crying over something that's dead. This is the day. To this this day, I still don't know what it means. I was still heavily in... into Christianity and was so dedicated until I got close to one of my professors and, and um, he taught me about my ancestors and African spirituality. He told me that they want, wanted to talk to me and to go home and ask God and my ancestors to show me and I'm ready. So I did just that and things got a little weird. I started to wake up to warriors in my room with swords telling me it's time to get ready. Yes, it's time to wake up black people. Mm-hmm. I started to wake up to warriors. Oh, I'm sorry. For months, it was like this. It wasn't a dream. It was actual figures in my room. I was even to a point where a little old lady would sit on my bed and offer me tea. Never drank the tea, but she offered me like two times on two separate occasions. One day I asked them to stop because I didn't know what it was. They were always approaching me and I didn't know what to do. It did eventually stop and now I regret it because I stepped away from Christianity and realized it was my ancestors mm-hmm. Tokoza, absolutely ancestors and elders for sure for the the elder man to be sitting on a rock and for you to be sitting on the floor you know we speak about you know sitting at the feet of our elders and learning Mm-hmm. The oak tree is obviously a, a specific type of tree that is that resonates with the ancestors in your DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you think about like the tree of life or the baobab tree and these large trees that um, our ancestors lived by in many parts of the world um, are connected to our understanding of life and our reaching of of higher levels of consciousness. Right. Because the branches of the tree of life represent different aspects of our our godly um personalities or archetypes Mm -hmm. um you know it's very i hear so many times dreams like this where ancestors was would come in different forms and um we we don't drink the tea (laughs) or we resist or we don't understand and and then the dreams stop Yes, because ultimately the spirits aren't going to force us um, too much. Sometimes, you know, they get a little rowdy, but they respect our boundaries. Um, When we close that door, yes, it may feel like it's gone forever, but it's not. Mm -hmm. When we are ready, we can ask for these doors to open again. Yes, Um, I love how even in 2012, there is this message from the ancestors about waking up black people. You know, I feel like for many of us in this time, we've been feeling this way. It's been a long time. It's, it's we've been putting in the work. The ancestors been moving us to, to fight metaphorically and, and literally in a lot of ways. Marcus, um, this next person just mentioned that they had, um, uh, this is also, uh, a dream from the past. 
And this person says, when I was younger, I would constantly have dreams of mass murder and violence. I was always in the group being murdered. Sometimes I lived, sometimes I didn't. The killings took place in various locations, but the one I can remember the most clearly was my old middle school. Yes. Um, this dream was significant to me to share because, you know, with this like violence happening at various locations and many times, um, the our subconscious and the ancestors will bring about stories to help us understand what's in our karma or in our our life past lives or in the the lives of our ancestors um and the fact that this you know the the locations were were many um but was often at your old middle school you know it speaks to where the wound started for you in this lifetime yes you know when you go to a therapist or a psychologist and they ask you about your childhood and what happened um it seems like your subconscious is pointing to something that happened either energetically or physically um at a young age um surrounding some type of violence even if it wasn't physical something that took away from your soul Mm -hmm. um that wants to be healed and wants to be brought back into balance yes um, these dreams, you know, even outside of the violence that we're seeing in the world right now, um, dreams of violence come up a lot in, in, in people's readings and, and dreams. And it's trying to tell you a story about what needs to be cleared. Yes. Energetically. Mm-hmm. And what we're still suffering from or what we're still traumatized by. Um, and so we can can look back at, at at what some of these dreams are pointing to to get a better understanding within our own lives yes um another beautiful dreamer just expressed that um they had a dream where they were doing a ritual of resistance and had many visions of warriors with machetes and staffs yes um and that's a dream in during this uprising this next dream um this person shares so i was out in the woods with like three guys we were kind of exploring two guys were digging and found an object right after they found one i also did i dug like two holes saw something shiny and reflective i dug once more and it was completely exposed it was this huge metal head looked like a doll head almost but so large that i could stand on it my first thought was like, was looks like a statue. The other guys were talking about how huge their find was in size. I was like, so is mine. Feels like a statue. And everyone looked at me curiously, not sure what they found. But after that, all of these indigenous kids and teens kind of ran over this overhang that was above me. And I was communicating with them somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, this person writes that there was a, a, a an, another shaman who was also there and who was communicate seemed like they were communicating with these kids in a language made of sounds, clicking, and other noises. Mm-hmm. So this dream starts off with 
you know, this person being with um, other people, other peers. And um, a lot of times there are certain friends or associates, people in our lives that constantly show up in dreams because they are part of our soul family. People who we are, we have soul ties or soul connections to. Um, and we are learning similar things together, even if it don't seem like it. Um, spiritually, it's like we're walking in this experience together and learning certain lessons together. Digging is often associated with finding old things, right? Um, dinosaur bones, old artifacts, old temples, old statues. And so um, these are the the artifacts and the sculptures and the statues of our ancestors. Mm-hmm. So there's this, you know, metaphor around, you know, finding our roots, finding our origins, yes, finding what is under the earth, the stories that are under the earth, mm. below our feet. Um, you know, the big heads reminds me of like, I believe the Almalek, um, big head statues that are found in certain areas of like Mexico and Central America. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing that this is very much connected to the indigenous peoples of, you know, your ancestral lands because of these these children and these teens um, and the fact that they were above you. Yes. Speaks to a higher realm. Right. Uh, higher spirits, higher ancestors. Mm-hmm. Um, children are pure. Pure children are connected. Right. Um, mm-hmm. The. And, and we can tell that these are ancient beings as well, because they're not just speaking in words, they're speaking in sounds and tones and clicking. And um, many of us hopefully know that um, there are a f- more than a few um, indigenous c- tribes and groups that spoke with clicking and sounds and tones. For example, the um, there are many... There are a few tribes in South Africa who speak with clicking, but even in South America, yes, there are communities even to, to this day who still use sounds. They'll make a sound like a bird mm-hmm. in the forest to communicate with people who are further away. Mm-hmm. And um, so it seems like this dream is very much connected to ancient ancestors. Yes. Ancient spirits um, speaking about this you discovering more about them and where your origins are yes the languages that they speak mm-hmm. and who you are connected to yes um a few more dreams here um this person writes last night i had a dream that i saw a little boy climbing out from a window of the apartment above me i safely got him down and went to take him back upstairs to his home but had a really bad feeling about it because I felt like he would get in trouble when his mom opened the door she was angry and I tried to tell her it was okay but I knew she was going to punish him now that I'm thinking about it he was probably trying to escape her yes I'm I I like I wanted to bring this perspective to this dream because one uh to me dreams can speak to our higher self and our soul and our shadow so in our dreams we're seeing multiple versions of ourselves we're seeing our day-to-day self we're seeing our higher self we're seeing our lower self and 
um, I went through this like year long period where um, I was, you know, having some issues in life and I was struggling emotionally. And, um, you know, a part of the decolonizing work in terms of ancestral healing is is seeing how we're transferring certain negative aspects of religion into an African or indigenous context, right? Because from a religious perspective, sometimes we can make the ancestors and the gods seem like the, you know, just this glorification and like it's them and, and, and we just submit to them. And I realized on my journey that I was, putting all my faith and all my trust into them and I was lacking it within myself right and so for like a year-long period in my prayers and my meditations and my spiritual practices I was trying to connect with my higher self what is she like what I got to do to call her back into this body (laughs) you know and I started to notice in in the dream realm that I was able to get to know her by paying attention to what do I do in my dreams you know and when people tell me dreams like this I look at what type of character or what type of archetype yes are they is their persona showing this is a person who is you know in a regular day-to-day life scenario they see someone something out of balance a little boy climbing out of his window Mm. they naturally know to help and assist yes um she, she this person had an intuitive feeling that something was off Mm-hmm. and they were right about it the mom was mad <laughs> and um I know these things seem really simple but I feel like this dream is speaking to an archetype an archetype within this person about them being a healer or about them being of service um, about them having the eyes to see something being out of balance around them yes and um the means to be a part of some some type of solution you know Um, so I, I just, I, I just mentioned this because, you know, for this person and for all of us pay attention to what do you tend to do a lot in your dreams? Mm. Um, are you always helping? Are you always assisting? Are you always noticing something that other people may not have the opportunity to see? Are you always fighting? Yes. Are you always coming to people's rescue? That is going to tell you something about your soul's energy or some aspect of your shadow that um is calling to be transcended um i think that this is definitely some an aspect of this person's higher self yes showing them their spiritual nature showing them how their intuition um speaks to them Mm -hmm. and um yeah so the the next dream vision This person writes, this one was really interesting and super vivid as well. With Keith, a friend of mine, walking down a hallway with huge glass windows, I look outside and instead of outside, I see outer space. Mm -hmm. I see Saturn positioned really close to us. It's huge and the belt is moving. I say, wow, look at the moon, even though I knew it wasn't the moon. Keith says, that's not the moon, it's Saturn. Then Saturn retreats back into space, getting smaller and smaller. The belt turns into a circular spaceship, detaches from the planet and begins to fly away. Mm -hmm. So this dream is definitely connected to some star energy here. 
some you know energy around the planets um i love dreams even it's interesting because even dreams where you see something like saturn but you perceive it to be the moon it says something because i mean you know sometimes with astrology or just spiritual information everything is so defined like saturn is this saturn looks like this the moon is this when it's in this phase it means this and there's just all this structure yes and one thing that i've noticed about dreams is that in the in the dream realm things can either be a mirror in that it's the complete opposite or things in the dream will show you other aspects other characteristics and other meanings behind something like saturn there's something about saturn in this dream um saturn i forget what it's associated with but um you know the moon is associated with like the feminine energy and intuition and um you know all of those beautiful things that the moon is and there's something about the moon um the qualities of the moon that are similar to saturn um in this dream and its position and it's beautiful also in the dreams with the stars and the star ancestors yes um how we can begin to perceive you know reading this dream felt like reading an astrological um report or chart yes um in that you're you're showing the, the you're seeing the position you're seeing the ring and you're seeing that it can shape shift yes um i once i this is one of my theories but well, I guess it's not really a theory because we literally work with the energies of the planets in different ways. For example, some herbs are associated with certain planets, right? And the fact that the ring of Saturn could be used and, and could transform into a spaceship that gets you from one place to another. Yes, tells me something about the energy of Saturn for this person and what that energy can be used for in that person's life or spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and how one of the ways that, you know, when we dream, we're traveling, right? We're going from one place to another, one dimension to another, whether um, it looks like this physical world or not in the dream. And so sometimes we're able to perceive how it is that we get from one place to another a lot of times our dreams were just at a location and then the dream the stories or the movie starts right yes but it's very interesting to also look at how we get from one place to another what vehicles are we using yes what forms um and yeah i see that saturn is is just a vehicle is is partially a, a vehicle um, and a way of flying, a way of traveling, a way of re- researching the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. All right. So a few more dreams here. This second dream is a, a little silly, a little sexual, but I had to include it. And I'll tell you why after I read it. Um, this person says this dream was a casual coffee table discussion between Megan Margle and two black comedians, either Issa Rae or Lovey and Yvonne Orji. They were laughing together and seemed happy for the opportunity to connect. It was being streamed, but I was viewing it as if it as if it was in the room. They kicked off the conversation by teasing Megan and asking, so 
what is Royal D like? <laughs> D-I-C-K. They all burst out into laughter into laughter, and laughed for a good while before returning to the topic at hand, which was the state of black life in this moment. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed reading that dream because I, I feel like, and I, I know that a part of this dream comes with a lot of goddess energy, right? You have these royal, famous, you know, people, black people, um, people of color, and they're all gathering um, at a coffee table, just like women do. Um, and, you know, celebrities and um, people in leadership positions in real life tend to come in our dreams for, you know, a couple of different re- re- reasons. But because they are like the heads of our society in, in a way, because they are the leaders of our society in a way, they can represent some of the leaders in the spiritual realm, right? The deities. Yes, or the royal ancestors, um, and they're all goddesses, right? They're all fe- women, in a way, and I enjoyed the fact that they were laughing at this time, and that they're still finding joy, that they're, um, that the the sex and the fact, even you know them jokingly asking about what royal D is like, um, there's this still this this activation of our sexual and sensual energy. Mm-hmm. And um, even though and in the midst of deep conversations about black lives. And so I felt like it was a good support to the black joy that we should still definitely be having at this time. Um, the goddess energy and and being in our feminine energy of laughter and creation and um, and sensuality. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of experiences where the goddess energies are just laughing and enjoying and in pleasure in adornment. And that energy is always, always, always needed no matter what's going on. All right. So this last dream, this person says, this morning I dreamt that I died. I don't recall how and didn't want to come back. I was revived and on my return, my desire to live was even stronger. The setting had cobblestones, gray bricks felt very European. There was a teacup with tea leaves to be read and talk, but no time for palm reading. I recall walking along and seeing men, white men in pits that had been dug into the ground. They were alive and wanting to get out, but couldn't get out on their own. I recall walking by at least three pits before waking up. Nay. Yes. So I found this this dream interesting because one, you know, death is can be a metaphor in many ways. And I've talked about that before on the podcast. Um, and it can be a rebirth, right? It can be a transformation. Um old shedding an old life and coming into a new life or seeing something from a different perspective um and you know a lot of times on the spiritual journey things are trying to die in our lives things are trying to be shed things are taken away and it can feel very painful um and we don't want to die right nobody wants to die (laughs) too soon um but this was a beautiful metaphor of how death can be reviving it can be a returning to something stronger and um the life that was shown 
was around Europeans, um, you know, cobblestones, gray bricks, teacups, tea readings, palm readings, and these pits um, that were dug up with um, white men in them um, that were still alive, but wanting to get out, but can't get out, um, couldn't get out on their own. And when I read that, I thought it was very interesting because one of the things about just the Western white and European history is that they, you know, in some ways they oppressed themselves first and then went out into the world and began to oppress everybody else. You know, they killed their witches, they killed their druids, they suppressed their magical and mystical practices of their indigenous lands, right? Mm-hmm. They demonized it, they embraced the Roman concepts, the Greek concepts, the Christianities. Um, and so you have the this this tea reading, this palm reading, but there's no time for it. There's these white men in the ground that are alive, these ancestors, these um, this is just a perspective, but these ancestors that some white people have that were there before, yes, the oppression, that were there before the killing of, of the witches, that had the the knowledge of the tea readings and the palm readings, and they're still alive, sitting in their graves, mm, waiting to be taken out of, taken t- to be freed, yes, to be picked up again, to be embraced. And I thought that was just a interesting thing to maybe bring up for those of us who haven't thought about it that way. Um, because from my perspective, this ancestral healing around Europeans and, and, and white ancestors is about, of course, repairing what some of those ancestors have done, but also returning, yes, to the white original ways of spirituality. Yes, there are ancestors that, you know, in that line, in that lineage that have practices that aren't being used and have been forgotten as well. Mm -hmm. So those are all the dreams. I know they were all a little bit all over the place. I didn't know what order to speak on them in. But I hope that you got something out of each one of those. So Kozani, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I want to just close by saying that the first two weeks of this uprising for Black Lives, I probably did more readings than any week in my work these past five years. And um, in general, when each week of readings and talking to spirit of and ancestors about people's lives, there tends to be a string or a cord that connects in every or almost all of the readings of that week. And um, during this uprising and in reading and sitting and speaking with so many people, noticing a string or a cord or a message that felt very much a part of the collective and um, and one of those, just an aspect of one of those things is that I, I sense that this is a, another a great time of awakening and that people's mm. crown chakras, um, especially during the first two weeks of the uprisings, were lit, as they say, um, a lot of upgrades a lot of ringing in the ear, sensations in the crown, information um, 
popping in from the spiritual realm. And because of that, I, I just want to say that I hope that, and including myself, that we all continue to slow down and listen because a lot is being communicated at this time. Mm-hmm. And will continue to be communicated as always. And I hope that when you hear the call, you pick up the phone um, and that we all continue to surrender and move forward um, in this great, great shadow work and this great, great um, transformation that is happening to Kozani. If you feel called or are in need of support, I recommend booking a reading to see what the ancestors are saying about your life, about the issues and the things that you are noticing on your journey. You can book a reading with me on my website at sacredliberation.com. I suggest also possibly exploring the frequently asked questions section just to get a sense of how I work and if I'm the reader for you. You can continue to find more information about ancestral healing through my blog, through Instagram, or my YouTube channel. And again, if you would like to submit a dream, a vision, or an experience that you've had that you would love to hear my perspective on, feel free to send a message on Instagram or through WhatsApp in the number in the show notes. If you feel called to support this work and um, continue to allow me to create all of this content, um, you can do so by donating in the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope that you continue to do the work, continue to connect with your ancestors, and honor their legacy. Tokozani. So